not this week's show. So, are you going to let the boys know? The boys don't need to be told. They know I'm not going anywhere. We've never had a discussion here at the club. It's not. It's not. It's not nothing's you know been driven from the club. It's all been driven by you guys on the outside that don't know what you're talking about. What? And so you and your manager, no one's spoken to the. I don't, I don't have. I don't have a manager, mate. I don't have management. What? Okay, I manage. So, Roll me in. I don't need someone to hold my hand for me. <laughs> so you said you haven't spoken to any other clubs and you're 100% committed to Rabbitohs, which is you, good news. You hard of hearing. I said the same things last week. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I, I can hear. I keep repeating myself because you, you guys make up make up the stories. You put you make the headlines, but I don't have to play your game, mate. I don't, I'm not I'm not gonna you know continually have to get up and defend myself. I went through this rubbish at Brisbane for 12 months there, and they kept telling me I had a job there, and they sacked me. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 217 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson. I didn't give him my lane last week and people were pretty happy about that, especially the man across me. I think he's in Camden this week. That's the, that's the rumour. Via Lithgow, via Campbelltown, it's Mr. Rob Cox. How are you, sir? Thanks, Warren Nichols. Yeah, I'm doing really well, man. Uh, Camden's beautiful this time of the year, as you know. It is Warren, right? Oh. Yeah, something like that. That's the rumour anyway. Yeah, I, I went through the editing last week and went, hmm, mm. Cocksmith and another player to be named later. That's pretty much what the podcast was last week. <laughs> Unless you're a regular listener and you've just gone, can you please not be on an episode? And uh, one day I will step aside from this uh, poison chalice, but it's not yet. <laughs> Speaking of poison chalices, that's a really hard word to say back to back. Uh, Wayne Bennett, mate, he's not a happy camper, is he? No, he's a little he's a little fired up, mate. Um, nice uh, Zoom press conference today, and uh, he was uh, spitting fire and brimstone uh, at some very dumb questions or a dumb line of questioning, anyway, uh, by a, a, a few journalists. Which inane and vapid is the two words that I yeah. uh, came up with for that. And yeah. It was it was pretty ordinary. You've heard it intro a bit. You'll hear another bit after we go to the break. Mm. But it's this podcast going to be around uh, seven tips as we head into. Yeah, our fifth week after the resumption after COVID. Uh, and you'll get a bit of a view on what we thought about the football last weekend. And the main thing is, though, we're going to look at how the media is basically cooking up destinations deluxe for any coach with any credibility. <laughs> I think there's up to five teams that are being linked to every player. I'm actually waiting for Wayne Bennett to be linked to the North Queensland Cowboy job. It may have happened within the last 20 minutes of me being on Twitter. We'll get back to Uncle Benny just losing it on uh, Zoom this morning after the break here in the footy show. Wayne, it's Sarah from Seven. Um, just thinking about the Broncos and how passionate their fans are, given their recent results and their injuries, and knowing how passionate the fans are as well, do you really understand how much they're hurting at the moment? Broncos got nothing to do with me. Just knowing their fan support, though, do you kind of well, feel I, for those fans? They've got enough people up there to be their spokesman. I'm, I'm coaching South Sydney. You know them pretty well, though, and you were there for such a long time. So? So there's, you don't feel for those fans or those supporters? Look, I'm, I'm not here to express my feelings about the Broncos or any other club. I'm talking about South Sydney. If you want to talk about that, that's fine. Fans are happy. I think they're pretty pleased with what their team's doing, and that's my number one priority. 
Can I ask you about Fafida and how much you had to do with him? Did you ever expect him to be running in such an elite circle as a million dollar player? Look, the other questions you got to ask the Broncos, not, not questions for me. I guess it's just hard though, because you, you know so much about them. You're entitled to an opinion because, you know, you have spent so much time with them. So it is an informed opinion. Haven't you noticed I don't want to express that opinion? Okay, we're back. It's episode 217. Rob Cox over there, Warwick Nicholson here and angry Wayne Bennett on the Zoom. Now, what I love about this press conference this morning, the Bunnings have put it on the website. They probably sent it out to all the media organisations, etc. But Zoom did not let South Sydney down here. They captured every beautiful, tasty morsel of Wayne Bennett tearing uh, a bunch of reporters a new one this morning. I've sent it to you this afternoon, Cocksmith. How good was it? Oh mate, he's uh, he can he can be quite grumpy, can't he, when he wants to be uh, the great coach. Um, mm. Now I thought I thought he, you know, he, he didn't want to talk about the Broncos and um, and probably rightfully so. He's no longer there. He can't give an up to date view, and he doesn't feel like giving a view on it. So I suggest, um, yeah, um, too bad. Stop stop badgering him. Didn't like it at all, did he? He he didn't appreciate the fact that. The opening question, which I think was a journal from Channel 9, which was, you were quoted in the paper saying you have no interest in uh, leaving the bunnies and you're going to see out your contract. Do you want to put that to bed? Hmm. And he's like, I spoke to you last week about it, you idiot. <laughs> it was just, hmm. it just got off to such a beautiful opening. And he just went on to just go crazy for the next three minutes. Hmm. And I just love the honesty. Look, yeah, okay, it maybe wasn't the most professional way of handling the same questions that you're going to get every single time anyone links you to go anywhere. But in some respects, he's earned that right to be able to go, you know, my runs are on the board. I've given you my answer two weeks ago. You didn't listen. I'm going to let you have it. And it was, it was refreshing. It was the first press conference I've watched end to end this se- this uh, season. And you've seen a bunch of press conferences yourself, Cocksmith. They're not exactly um, the most engaging and uh, shall we say, enlightening uh, efforts that you've ever seen with players, let alone coaches, most of the time. Oh, mate, they're dr- normally dry as just boring, you know, inane questions by desperate journo looking to fill some fill some page space. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I enjoyed today's one. I, I thought it was great. I, I like seeing a, uh, a coach stand up and defend himself and, um, and uh, put the journos in their place. Um, all it will mean now, though, is that they'll all try and... Uh, Try and trigger him again just for, I don't know, a, a grab or a clickbait item or something like that. I feel sorry for Bennett in some respects because they're the first came off the, uh, the came off the rank this weekend. They got Penrith. So it'll be, if they lose, it's just going to be massively the first thing that they ask. Mm. Yeah, you can't get it done at South, so you're gonna, who are you going to go to? Mm. Uh, and the, the Telegraph feel the best at this, along with Fox Sports and Herald now that they've been owned by Channel 9. But essentially, the stories that have happened in the last two weeks. Bellamy to Belmore, and I've got to get to what was in the article uh, that was published by News Corp. So the the article was written, I think it was Dean Ritchie, and he's come out with Bellamy to Belmore. They're preparing a massive offer to 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 get the super coach up to take over for Dean Pay. And in the middle of the article, there is this 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 one sentence which I just well, there's two sentences I love, but this one the one I love the most. Mm-hmm. It says it's halfway through the article saying Bellamy to Belmore. There is no suggestion. 
an offer has been made or that Bellamy wants to leave Melbourne. Mm. This is within an article that headline is Bellamy to Belmore. Mm. So they're covering their bum uh, by saying this all but, could be a fabrication. But that's what they've been doing. Anytime a player is off contract, the war chest at Canterbury is coming out. Like I know Andrew Hill, who's the CEO of the Bulldogs. I feel so sorry for him. I'm always compelled to go, mate, send him a message and say, look, I just can't believe what you've got to go through, deal with it. But you know, it's not important that I do that. But fair dinkum, my baby's mates are just trying to keep him a little bit sane because some of the stuff that's going around is just ridiculous. Mm. And it's just lazy. And this is to have a line like that. There is no suggestion an offer has been made. Bellamy to Belmore. It doesn't stack up. It got the clicks. There's no doubt it got the clicks. And mm. there was another line there, which I love, which is Bellamy could be one of 12 candidates. The camp, the, sorry, Bellamy could be one of the 12 candidates the club would sound out. Not will sound out, would sound out. Mm. Like, ah. Oh. And so now Bennett's been thrown amongst the wolves with all this stuff and they managed to get Damien Cook and he referenced it in the press conference to say something that sounded like that Bennett was going to leave. And, and Bennett's been open. He said, look, at this stage, I'm seeing it out. And yes, okay, his time at South has been cut short because they're going to get Demetrio in after the next season. But the fact is... He knew it was probably going to be a short, shorter-term deal when he went to South. He's got a team that, look, if a couple of teams fall over, they're good enough to possibly win a competition. I just, I just found the whole thing just tone deaf and really systematic of where rugby league media is sort of going. And and you've seen it as well, mate. That there's jobs akimbo being lost in this area. AAP was under threat there for a long time, and they're the ones that actually went to these press conferences and then turned the actual fodder in for everybody who's jumping on the sensationalistic stuff. And the last question that came out, which was around um, for feeder and worth, whether he's worth a million dollars and does Bennett have an educated opinion on it? I just, I really struggled with it. And, and it all comes back to there's no accountability on how you frame a story now. Mm. And, and that's so disappointing. And I don't know, I just thought you'd hold yourself to a higher regard. And I'm not just talking about the journos here. I'm talking about the news organisations who are, actively seeking this kind of content because they know at this stage it's their best window to clicks. And I'm thinking, oh, sorry to bring what I've done in the past. You don't have to do that to get an audience. You just don't have to do it. Mm. Um, you can just create good content. And believe it or not, people actually like that stuff. It's, it's a strange concept, but it's doable. Anyway, what mm. have you, anything else to add on this before I? No, mate, not really. I should? Not really, mate. Let's uh, sink that ship, eh? Yeah, okay. So we're going to move off Bellamy to whoever... Benny to whoever and whoever, whoever. Stephen Kearney, unfortunately, um, gone from his role at the Warriors, uh, although the feeling definitely was that it should happen last year. I still can't believe the Warriors got rid of Sean Johnson after they had finished eighth in a competition where they win one more game and they finish fourth. That decision still baffles my brain and whatever. Speaking of other things that baffled my brain during the week, Cocksmith, mm. Not so much baffled, but I guess the time frame that was put around it. Brisbane's second team, it's coming. PVL has categorically stated there will be a second team in Brisbane. It'll be the next expansion team, the 17th team in rugby league. Yep. But my question to you, sir, when the heck will it happen? 2022. You reckon that early? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> PVL's a man of action, mate. He deeds, not words, too much. Uh, yeah, I reckon 2022, if not the very latest 2023. Um, but I think um, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I'm I'm still weirded out by the possibility of buy rounds. To be honest with you, yeah, um, it doesn't achieve anything 
uh, a 17 number doesn't achieve anything for the broadcast um, because there's no extra games per week. Um, I would have thought 18, you know, then we start talking about where we're a little thin on cattle to have 18 NRL mm. teams. Um, there's quite a few players in England, you know, I know that there's some older players in England, but there's quite a few players in, in England that could come back and um, and fill a few spots for a couple of years while they get the development um, in place. But still, uh, yeah, I think 20, 2022, 2023 at, at the max. And then I really think that quite quite quickly followed on the heels of that will be a, an 18th team, just so that they can get that extra... Um, the extra game in, um, which will add more value for the broadcast. Now, listeners of this show generally hear us agree with each other. This ain't going to happen now. Mm. Three months ago, Rugby League was on its knees. It was mostly dead, to coin a great phrase from The Princess Bride. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. And PBL was hand out, we need money, I need a new TV deal. And now we're talking about an expansion team uh, without a new TV deal that will necessarily include that extra team, especially if we went to 8 Quite frankly, I can't see it happening till at least the end of the next TV rights deal, which is 2027. Wow. I'm thinking more like 2030. And, and, and the reason that I'm putting it out here, 17 teams makes no sense. Our, something Phil Gould's been huge on of late is bashing down um, the door of why the heck did we get rid of the under 20s competition. And I think he's spot on here because we don't have that level of talent coming through on mass. Like we did as a result of that. No, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but I saw what they were trying to do with that. It was trying to put the onus on clubs to, to pull in players that were good enough to fill those teams. And if you try and expand to 17, it's going to be a struggle. You try and expand to 18. It's going to be a real struggle. They need 10 years. I think to build back up that junior system, especially after we've just lost a year of development really this year. Uh, with the junior systems. Mm. I don't see the value in going to a 17th team, A, for the buy, but B, within the next five years. I just think it's a massive mistake. Mm. I have actually this afternoon recorded a video on what I think the name should be, what the region should be, with the caveat that I don't think it'll be for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but you will be interested in hopefully watching that. It'll be on the YouTube channel. I've put forward what I think is the strongest name suggestion. Now, I haven't told you that, Cocksmith. Do you have any ideas right now about what you would call the team? Well, I think it matters where they're going to be based. You know, if it's Toowoomba or if it's Ipswich, uh, I think there's, you know, there's a few different names that you could... I haven't. This is a question without notice too. Remember this was. I didn't really have a lot of time to, to come up with something. You didn't check his WhatsApp, people, but that's all right. Uh, I probably did check my WhatsApp, but it's mostly full of filth usually. And um, I don't have any time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, yes. I don't know. Uh, mate, you're not going to share with us, though, are you, what your idea is? No, or are you, you have to wait for the video. Okay. I, I've given a bunch of, of genuine suggestions. A bunch? You just said... A, a bunch. You just said you had the best one. I did have the best one. And then I've got variants off the back of that that right. I think are, are okay. in the mix, uh, to use a lovely um, telegraph phrase. <laughs> but you can... You can Hear it from me. Oh, this is my view. I, I just think it's a massive mistake to think about it um, to happen by 2022. Mm. The game, I don't think, is in a place where it can do that. And it's what Phil Gould followed up with PVL when he was talking 100% footy on Monday night, which was where the, the club's going to be after this year. You know, are you still going to be propping them up? They need more money. And that's been Phil Gould's big thing is give the clubs more money. And if we're talking about getting a new team, you know, one of the 
biggest things that stuffed up a, a half a, you know, a handful of teams that have come and gone in the last 20 years or more than that, last 30 years, has been that they've been very much produced for the short term rather than the long term. And we saw the Reds, which is a team that should never have been lost to rugby league, go out within three years. Mm. Uh, the Crushers are out within three years. The Rams within a couple. You know, even the Hunter Mariners were only around for one year. But, you know, this is the danger in, in expanding to that level. And the beauty of Brisbane, it's why that the Landies is all about saying we're going to Brisbane, is that he's saying it's a rugby league uh, heartland. The players will be there. But Gould called him up on that. We're saying, well, what's the process in how are you going to how are you going to allocate breeding grounds and all that kind of stuff for players? And it's a real question that I think isn't going to be answered within the next two years, which is 2022. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is a little longer than 2022. But look, I, I think Volandi is a man that I'm not sure how long he's going to be involved in rugby league. Um, mm. I hope it's a while. I think he's doing a great job. But I, I think he's more of a, for this anyway, I think he's he's coming in, he's going to make a bunch of changes and then maybe jump outside the circle and and maybe be on you know on the on the periphery and watch what happens. Not because he's not brave enough to go through with his with his ideas, but because maybe he thinks that they need a Renaissance man in there to to change some things and then to get the the heck out and let the game build itself or, or people within the game build. I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure if that's his idea for starters, and I'm not sure if it is. If it's such a good mm. idea, I'd like to see him in the game for for a, a while. I think he's good, um, but yeah, I, I there's a lot of there's a lot to going into to to you know uh, bringing in a new NRL team, and I don't think that we yeah. can do uh, make the same mistakes we've made in the past when Super League was around and just have a team around for a year or two. I think we've got to be pretty sure that the team is going to be around to stay. Um, for the foreseeable future, you know, uh, I don't think it's very good when a club shuts down from a, a sponsor from a corporate level through to to a fan level. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I don't even really like amalgamated clubs. Um, you know, I, I do think that there are a, there is a club or two that could move from Sydney and move elsewhere, but it still right. doesn't get past the fact that the seventeen doesn't really work for you know Doesn't. eight games a week so it either has to be a, a an expansion by moving a club out of sydney into somewhere else um and call that an expansion or it has to be two new clubs uh you know we can't have a competition for any more than a year or two at the most where where there's a buy um every week it just doesn't doesn't sit well i don't think no, it doesn't uh, so uh, yeah. there was a great line in jurassic park uh, it could be one or two i'm not sure but uh jeff Gladwell, the great character actor that he is pretty much says just because you can do it you never ask the question whether you should do it <laughs> yeah yeah but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think they should and yeah that's to me where i'm thinking with pvl as great as the stuff he's done and i've said it on the podcast before Someone likens him very much to a wartime president. Get stuff done when you need it done. And should he keep doing those things just so he can have something to be doing? I I don't know. And my gut feel is expansion is a massive mistake this early on, particularly given where rugby league was three months ago before they uh, threw their hat to the ring with uh, Nine and Fox Sports again for less money. 
over the next five years. Money, which would have to be then be uh, distributed between 17 teams as opposed to 16. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you've got no names for me. No names at all. Nothing, no, I, I, could, a, I could come up with some filthy names, but you don't want that. Um, I could come up with some ludicrous names, you know, but you don't want that. So I, no. I think... Um, I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain, mate, from um, coming up with some names. I mean, what were some that you threw out before you get to your, got to your best ones? No, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it. You're not gonna give sizzle. us any, even your lamest ones. Even my lamest ones. All right. Mm. The sizzle. I, okay, I can guarantee it will not be Firehawks. It's not gonna be Firehawks. It wouldn't be the Fortitude Valley Firehawks. It's not gonna be Firehawks. Is there's the Queensland Firebirds oh. in uh, the netball. And I don't think that would go down fantastically well, given that's been a very successful team as well. It won't be the Firehawks. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. And I also don't think there's going to be a team for a while. We'll be after the, back after the break to talk about our round seven tips and give you a bit of a view on where we think teams got up to in the last week or so. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. Okay, we're back. It's episode 217. It's time for some round seven tipping. Six from eight from me last week, Cocksmith. And mm. I got dudded by the Panthers, yep. who I tipped the week before and they blew a 10 0 lead. They'd not done that against Melbourne and they got the win. Yep. And Canberra on Sunday, which was just a, well, what Dis- word do you want to use? Because I'll, I'll agree with every word you use about yep. Canberra's performance last week. It was dismal. It was dismal, mate. It's Canberra five years ago. Um, it was. What? What? Um, what did I get? Did you know? Did I end up getting six as well? well we didn't do our tips last week, so oh, really? I have no idea. Okay. What you got. Well, I got eight then. <laughs> Naturally, uh, Thursday night we have uh, the Panthers and the Bunnies, mate. Uh, been moved, I think, from Campbelltown because apparently it's too soft over at Campbelltown. And this is something that you probably were as you probably have seen in the last few weeks when you've done the games there. Did you get the impression that the surface was a little bit was it overused or overwatered? What's the oh, what's the reasons behind it doesn't, like that? It doesn't look bad at all, mate. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I I tend not if I don't have to, I don't walk across a field. Um, so I can't tell you, I can't give you a uh, a warning pitch report or anything like that. But what I can do is tell you that it, it looks fine. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. it's all torn up. Um, uh, so yeah, I. I I don't know. I, I can tell you the last two or three games I've shot there, they've been very, very foggy um, okay. and uh, steamy, if you know what I mean. The players are steaming with the uh, their yeah. heat in the cold night air. Um, that's about all I can tell you. But, yeah, it's at uh, Thursday night game. Is it Cogra, correct? It is. They're, that's a funny one because remember how we got told that they couldn't move any of the games because they'd all been designated as uh, safe zones and then in the space of a week we've moved everyone again COVID which is good safe. news because next week they're all going back to home games except for melbourne of course who have yep. a very interesting situation but we have panthers coming off a really good win over melbourne we have south who have t- uh, towed up two ordinary teams back to back the titans and the warriors hmm. where are you thinking pennies or the bunnies penrith will win that game mate penrith oh, will win well. that game i'm confident i'm getting back I'm getting back on the Penrith train, and that means that South will win. But I, uh, I agree with that. They were the most impressive team of the two last weekend. They really withstood a, a good Melbourne comeback. Uh, yep. Melbourne played pretty well in that second half, and it was a good effort from uh, Penrith to win that. And Bunnies, their, their starting pack is good. The rest of their pack, I don't think, too fantastic. They do get um, James Roberts back, but Bennett has said he will be coming off the bench, and he doesn't even know if he'll get him on the field. So. 
Yeah. Uh, Penrith for me as well. Melbourne up against the Warriors. I think this is also at um, Jubilee. Uh, I think that's where it got moved. I'm not 100% certain on that one, but they're playing the Warriors who have a new coach. Todd Pate's taken over as the head coach there. Mm. Melbourne, they have not looked good this year, uh, apart from the first two rounds of the season before the break. They are basically, I sent this message to you as well, I think they're Cam Munster, who's going to be their best player every week, and Cam Smith, who's going to be really, really good every two weeks. I don't think he's going to have that same standard every week. And I'm not Cam Smith bashing here. I just think his influence over the game when he doesn't have the same vast array of quality around him. It just limits the great players. They can't always make the other players who aren't to that level anymore um, always amazing. He was really good against Newcastle week before. Had some iffy moments uh, with a lesser supporting cast. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Melbourne, but that's because they're playing the Warriors. It's not because of the storm blew me away last week. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with you. Melbourne, Melbourne will beat the Warriors. Um, I, I've, you know, I've said it for the last couple of weeks now, but I've felt it for the last year or so that, yeah, you know, since we always knew this was going to happen with Melbourne uh, when they mm. lost um, Cronk, then Slater. Um, you know, that's a couple of really, really big losses. Um, they've they've struggled for a halfback since Cronk's departure. They haven't really settled on anyone. They tried, you know, Riley Jackson and Jerome Hughes and and um, uh, uh, Brody Croft, and and none of them really, really made much of an impact. They've just, I guess, they've been fortunate that at the time Slater and Smith were still there. Um, now that Slater's gone. Um, as well, uh, it's the the empire is crumbling a little bit, and um, you know, pretty much a once in a lifetime team um, to have, yeah. you know, the the whole kind of Queensland spine um, in in your team. Um, the one club, yeah, at the one club. So, but I th- I still think I still they're a top eight team. They'll they'll still be in the top eight. I have no doubt about that. Um, there are other teams which I'm sure you're about to mention soon that I have doubts about. Um, but uh, we'll go to the Dragons next month. No, they're, they're moving up up the ladder, nice, you know, gently. Okay. Um, but yeah, Melbourne for me, mate. Yeah, uh, the next game actually is the Dragons. They're oh, taking the Dragons. on the Roosters. Go the Dragons, uh, mate. Uh, I know you're optimistic. I know mm. you've been uh, blasting out some um, pump up music yep. uh, from something you may or may not have been involved in a couple of years ago. Mm. But um, the Roosters, they showed us once again that there are good teams out there, namely Parramatta, who got to the lead with 20 to go and celebrated like, hey, we're in front now. <laughs> Not we've won the game, but hey, we're in front now. And <laughs> the Roosters, who had just lost to Desco after he got steamrolled by Sevo, just went, yeah, we're better. Mm. And over the next 20 minutes, they just blew the Eels, who were the best team in the comp at that stage in terms of the ladder off the park in the last 20. That was so impressive. And uh, there is no reason whatsoever, even if Teddy doesn't play, that you can honestly, honestly entertain the thought that the Dragons are going to win this. No, I don't think the Dragons will win it. And that's why I'm backing the Roosters. But uh, as I explained to you last week or the week before, um, I tend not to back the Dragons. And then I get a, a surprise or a nice result either way. Because if I don't back them, I still win. And they, if they mm. lose, I win. And if they win, I win. So it's a win-win. I'm back in the Roosters. Does that make it's sense? It's outstanding. Oh, it's it's total sense. Yeah, Roosters should be. I think I said within thirty, you'll get maybe 
uh, on Friday night. Uh, mm. Then Saturday, we have the Cowboys back up in Townsville. They've got the Knights visiting Newcastle. They've just consistently been okay this year. I wouldn't say they've been outstanding, but they've been they've been playing good football, good defence, and timely attack. Uh, Cowboys the last couple of weeks, yeah, not so much either of those two. Yeah, nights for me, mate. Um, I can't see I can't see uh, the Cowboys winning that. Um, there were whispers this week about the Cowboys coach. Did you see that one about? Uh, oh, I can't believe people have brought that up. Actually, the the Paul Green one's one of those ones that's been around for a while since effectively um, even the year Thurston retired. Hmm. Um, they, yeah, there was a really interesting quote that he gave, which was something about his manager and you know, we're not exploring anything. And I'm like, what? what? Hmm. Ooh, anyway, um, but there is certainly pressure on him just from a results point of view. They've, yep. they've won two games, but the games they've lost, they've just looked, you know, pretty ordinary and the only game they actually looked okay and that they lost was probably the um, Broncos game early on in the season in round one I think it was uh, I'm going Newcastle as well they should be too good Brisbane now we did predict Cocksmith that when Anthony Seabold supercoach sorry I've, I've mucked it up supercoach Seabold yeah, declared you. that they would start the rotation policy that he'd seen that wherever he'd been overseas that, you know this is how you get through a season um they are 0-4 since that declaration. They are 0-3 since he started donning the Colonel Mustard jacket. Mm. Uh, it's not going well for Supercoach Seabold, but the schedule makers have delivered him a reprieve because they've got the Titans on Saturday night. I don't have to play on the, the, the micro, uh, under the microscope of Thursday night or Friday night football anymore, Cocksmith. They're finally back to where they belong. 5.30, Saturday night, the Brisbane Broncos, the Gold Coast Titans. Are you picking the Broncos? I have to pick the Broncos because I I, can't, I can never back the Titans, but I'll tell you what I'll be cheering for the Titans, um, because I I don't know I just love watching people squirm, um, and and Supercoach is definitely squirming a little bit in his mustard attire uh, at the moment, and um, yeah I I just like watching the flame get turned up every week. So look, I think you'll get a reprieve this week, um, but whoever they're playing, the Heat will be back on next week. Unless they're playing mm. the Warriors or the Cowboys. Then. I haven't looked it up, to be perfectly honest. But uh, Brisbane, they've replaced a 22- or 23-year-old fullback who was all the talk of rugby league about 18 months ago. Asaka? With a 20-year-old. Yeah, with a 20-year-old fullback who's played about 13 minutes off the bench. Who is he? That's going to fix everything. Tessie Nui, I think his name is. Mm. Um, and uh, they're also thinking about bringing Tom Dearden back in for Anthony Milford. Oh, yeah. So three weeks ago... Seabold, Supercoach Seabold was at pains to say, look how many games we have in first grade on the field. We can't be expected to win with that. Mm. And he's going to uh, possibly bench uh, Milford and Asako for two absolute rookies. Um, so I hope that goes well for you, Supercoach. Well, you, uh, you'll, you'll be happy to know that the following week in round eight, um, they're playing the Warriors. <laughs> Believe it or not, schedule. Are they they might be following the. Um, do they have the Panthers after that? Um, the following week, uh, no, not the Panthers. They've got the Bulldogs. <laughs> three, oh, three, see, three, three weeks and okay. If the Broncos win the next three games, that means they'll go back up to five and four, and things will be all right in the world. Supercoach Seabog will be back. The Broncos will be back, and I'm sure mm. by then they'll be back on TV every Thursday or Friday night. Well, uh, yeah. Saturday night. Sorry, Sorry, I was just going to say, round 10, they've got the Tigers. Uh, and 
around 11, they've got the Storm. So that's their next four games. Um, You'd want to win at least three of those, Supercoach. They're going to lose um, two of those. Eels and Raiders Saturday night. Uh, nice matchup if the Raiders were playing decent footy, but they're not. Um, yeah. They could turn it around, but I am leaning towards Parramatta because they really just got overrun at the end of the game on Saturday night. They yep. didn't play bad football. In fact, they played pretty well the whole match. Canberra were diabolical against Manly with the ball. They had enough ball to win three games of footy there, and they play a team that had 15 players. So yep. I have to go Parramatta, mate. Yep, I'm with you. Para will win that game, and I think they, Para, you know, uh, they lost to they lost to the Roosters last week, so they'll they'll have a little bit of a dent in their pride. I think they're going to want to get square and and get back on on the radar, if you know what I'm saying. Um, they could put they could put a score on Canberra. I've got a. No, I'm not quite in that in that no, uh, avenue of thought. Uh, but I'm also employing your tactic of uh, tipping against my team, so it's win-win. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh, I actually told my nephew that this afternoon. He goes, what are you doing? And I said, mate, you'll understand one day. Yeah, you will. Uh, Manly up against uh, Cremella. No Tommy Trebojevic till August. Uh, mm. New South Welshman, at least he's not missing origin. That's one upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't. They do get to power back, I think, to Fuwa's back. It's a big loss, though. No Tommy is massive, but the Sharks, they... They beat Canterbury, but it wasn't impressive. Uh, I guess I go Manly. Yep, uh, I, th- I think I think the Sharks looked better um, with with Moylan playing. Um, mm. That's really all I can say about the Sharks. I think I don't know if the scoreboard really told the story about that game. To tell you the truth, I think the game last week. I think the game got away from. Um, the Sharks a little bit. I don't think it was as bad as the scoreboard would say at 2018. I'm, I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm sensing an upset. Going against Desmond. No, I'm go- I am know that Tommy's out, but I've got to go Manly. They've got a powerhouse pack, and I, and I think with the with the ageing pack of the Sharks, um, I know, I think, yeah, Manly, Manly for me. Just like Canberra last week, this is a golden opportunity for Cronulla to beat Manly. I mean, I'm... You look at the, the the hits they've had Manly and mm. it's and Cronulla getting closer to full strength, but yeah, I'm with you. Manly to win, and then Sunday night. I think it's the last Sunday night game we have uh, for a while. It's Bulldogs up against the Tigers. I message you. I know I've been on it for two weeks, but Kieran Foran looks like the Kieran Foran that I remember. He's just playing on a pretty average football side. Yeah, but there are signs from the Bulldogs last week that they actually play a little bit of football, which was great to see. The Tigers, 34-0 against the Cowboys, but it was the Cowboys. Um, I'm not going to declare that they're back, even though Dan Ganane pretty much said, oh, all the changes that Maguire's made has, has, has worked and what a team. And I'm thinking he made those changes the week before and they couldn't beat Canberra, who scored like 12 points. Um, i got to pick uh, the Bull- uh, Sorry, the Tigers here. But yeah. Canterbury, I, I don't mind what I'm saying. Yeah, look, I, I, I still think they've got a... I still think they've got a bit to go. There's nothing, nothing, you know, there's no doubt about the class of Foran, even when he's half fit. Um, mm. You know, he is a, he's a very, very good player and has been for a long time. Um, but I think the Tigers will get the job done. I'm, I'm on the Tigers for that game, mate. Indeed. Guess where the Tigers are right now, Cocksmith, just out of interest? Uh, nowhere where there's COVID, a lot of cases of COVID-19, I wouldn't have thought. So they're not I was, in... I was thinking more on the latter. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'd, I'd guess they're in ninth. 
Dingo Dango. Well done. Um, for nine. And with that, for nine. that insight. And uh, I actually got sent this uh, during the week. People are declaring that this will be the top eight. So it's currently Eels, Knights, Panthers, Roosters, Raiders, Storm, Manly, South Sydney. Now, I'm not going to rule the Tigers out. They're currently in ninth. But I'm going to list you the rest of the teams. Cowboys, Sharks, Dragons, Warriors, Broncos, Bulldogs, Titans. Yep. Are there two teams in that list that you think can make the eight, or is there only one? Is there none? In my in my opinion, there's one team that can make that eight, and that is the Tigers. Uh, and if anyone's going to fall out of the eight, I don't know. Um, it, not just because they're close together, but I, I'd say it might be the Rabbitohs. Um, I think they could interchange, but I think it's pretty well. I think that's pretty well set, though. That that one through one through seven is pretty well set. Uh, I can't see too much changing about that. Mm. And just for the record, I got no dramas with that. If the best teams are the best teams. Yeah. Have them play in the finals. Uh, we'll be back after the break just to wrap things up here on episode two one seven of Not the Footy Show. Not the Footy Show. How long have we gone for? Is my half question. Thirty four. Okay. We'll get down to forty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very happy. Look at you, disappointed, mate. You've had dinner. I've still got. Eaten. I've still got uh, a surprise segment that I'll be bringing up in a moment. But go on. Nice. Okay, we're back. It's the last segment here, or not the footy show? Well, the last segment before the last segment. I've just been teased that there's something big coming from the house of Cocksmith uh, very shortly. Uh, there were a couple of things that just pop across the uh, news feed on Twitter or Facebook that I just thought are worth sharing. Uh, the number one is uh, from Phil Gould. He loves answering fans' questions. Uh, Ranger4413 asked him, he said, the Roosters peaking too early means that teams have most of the season to work out how you beat them. Did you see uh, Gus Gould's reply, Chuckson? I did, mate, and I thought it was gold. He said, yeah, these teams have had two and a half years to try and work that out. (laughs) Uh, Well done, Gusman. Gusman, there you go. Desmond and Gusman Gusman together. There was another... Uh, Paul Broughton, he was actually, I think, the coach of the, the Seagulls, the Chargers in the mid-90s. Um, bit of a, he's well-respected in rugby league circles, but he did come up with one this week that I sent you. I think it was today. And, yeah, I'm not with you, Paul. Uh, this was his tweet this morning. Uh, he said, one of the reasons that Queensland NRL clubs are not on the scoreboard slash ladder is partly due to state of origin. Normally, we would have completed two origin games by now. This would have been a time that uh, fringe Queensland, Queensland origin players would have been playing out of their heads to be selected for games one, games two, games three. What? 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 Now, I can't repeat what you sent back to me, <laughs> but what? Mm. So the reason that the Titans, the Broncos and the Cowboys aren't at the top of the ladder is because there's no origin in um, in the middle of the season. Discuss. Is marijuana legal in Queensland? I don't know, but... Because wow. someone someone has been holding onto the bong a little too hard, I would have thought. Um, look, that's that's mindless. It's dribble. And the worst thing was, it was this morning at 9.11am. I mean, it's not it's not a late night tweet. Put the bong down. He's getting, getting it up that's, too early, clearly. <laughs> he had his first coffee or maybe second coffee of the day and he's come coffee. out with this... Absolute ripper. I mean, the one that came to mind for me was how many years did we come second in Origin, Cocksmith? Eight. <laughs> Why? Yes. 
Yeah, why, why, why weren't our players kind of standing up in that time? I think Manly won the comp a couple of times, but yeah. oh, it's just one of those really weird, really weird takes. Anyway, uh, the next one that I needed to get to was Freddie Fittler has uh, got a one-year extension yep. with the New South Wales Blues. Well done, Freddie. Well deserved. Yep. Make it a three-peat there at the end of the year. James Graham is heading back to St. Helens. He yes. Is, uh, well, officially slash unofficially, the Dragons still haven't announced it, but St. Helens have. They plan to sign him to go back to England. I'm disappointed that he's leaving mid-season, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I understand why he's doing it. Uh, it's just one of those things where, yeah, um, I think the time has been coming close for him the last few years. And physically, I think it's just he's got so many concussions and we haven't seen the same player. We've seen the, the desire to be the same player, but not the same player. And it's just your body just fallen down yet but he's had a great career in the NRL he didn't arrive in the NRL till he was quite uh, advanced he was 27 or 28 yeah. when he came across yeah. um, and he, is, he was a he was a difference maker when he came in and you can't say that about many signings let alone England signings uh, really good career in the NRL no mate I think um, I think he's he's done so well he's, he's enthusiasm and he's um, you know he's he's just tough just a tough non-stop player you know and, and you're right in the last 18 months two years um father time's caught up with him um a little bit probably too much for the nrl but for the super league you probably play another year or two um it is a step below uh, the quality of the nrl uh, for the most part maybe not when they get to their their big finals and stuff but uh mm. look i think he's been a wonderful servant probably more so for the bulldogs than for st george but um I think having a player like James Graham at the club, um, you know, and and St George's results will, will probably uh, contradict this a little bit, but I think he's a type of player that you, you have at the club, not just for his on-field performances, but also for his off-field um, mm. willingness, and and you know he can teach younger players by just his actions at training. Um, so yeah. I say good luck to him. Uh, I did meet him a couple of times. He's a really nice guy, um, yep. and. Um, you know, thank you, and hopefully he comes back to Australia one day because I think he's a great character as well. You know, yeah. The, one of the big reasons he also left now was because Luke Thompson had signed with the Bulldogs and got ex, got released early. Hmm. There was an opening there at St Helens and just lined up for him. A couple of question uh, comments, sorry, on our uh, YouTube uh, uh, videos. One hmm. was from Grant Croxford. He's a frequent flyer now. He did ask. He said because uh, he did mention last week that. The reason May Duncan wasn't on last week's show was because he said he didn't watch enough football. Yeah. So Grant's jumped on this pretty quickly. He said, if I watch more NRL than May Duncan this week, can I call in? Damn, damn right you can, Grant. 100%. Uh, top effort as ever. Is, so is that him you, calling sir. now? Is that him calling? It is, it is. And then Gary uh, Paskic uh, has asked us, why not ask Joey Johns to help out Ben Hunt? He has helped others. Uh, money? Cash or already doing? Yeah, he's already doing a couple. Is I it, think he's doing Parramatta, isn't he? At the moment, he was at um, Manly for a couple of years there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe he doesn't have a relationship with anyone at St George. And um, yeah, but yeah, look, maybe maybe Ben Hunt has called him. Maybe Ben Ben Hunt hasn't made contact. Maybe maybe there's no relationship there. I'm not too sure. But it's just the thing that Barry Gregor has to initiate. Yeah, good questions. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, news. Fresh to hand, we're recording at about seven o'clock on Wednesday night. But Isaac Moses will appeal his deregistration from the NRL. Are you shocked? No, 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 not at all. But we have a shocking 
shocking twist here on the footy show. There is another segment. There is. Now, this is something that I I, look. This is something that I know you probably. This is totally without notice. You'll you'll probably roll your eyes. But seeing as I mentioned before, my video video feed's gone off. I can't see you rolling your eyes, so it won't affect me. Um, I wanted to just mention something about Origin, just a little thing. Okay, for this week, and it ju- you, you caught my attention before when you started to talk about Tommy T. He's he's mm-hmm. going to be out for eight to twelve weeks, they say. All right. Yep. That's quite a long time. Let's just say let's let's be hypothetical and zoom this forward, um, and let's say well, there was two weeks to go before the grand final, and Tommy's done his hammy again and can't play Origin. What would you do as a coach? Would you? I'm I'm being hypothetical here, but would you? Hmm. Would you put White in at right centre, uh, or would you bring in another player like Latrell? Maybe. I mean, given given where we are today, but let's pretend we're ten weeks down the track. What would you do? Well, your hards are going to be uh, Keary and Cleary, which is going to be really hard to say back to back when they pass <laughs> to each other. Hmm. Uh, Cleary off to Keary off to mm. Whiten. Um, it doesn't sound that bad. Uh, Whiten will be in the team if he's fit because of what the job he did last year. Yeah. But he played left centre. Yep. Uh, Latrell is a left centre. Yes. Who scored a very nice try on the right against the Titans a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I don't think there's any doubt that you bring in Latrell if his mind's in the right spot because he was part of the mix. And I You'd like to think that 12-plus months out of origin uh, and a full season playing the position that you want to play might change your viewpoint on the value of playing origin, yeah. of being amongst players like that. Yeah, uh, That, to me, is the one that makes the most sense. I don't like leaving out players with his ability, and if he's, mm. in, the, he's in the game and he wants to be there, then I don't think you entertain any other thought. And there are probably some really good options that will come to mind. I mean... But I just think it's the, the best mix. And I guess the biggest question from my point of view then is, is Blake Ferguson going to hold on to his right wing spot? Look, that, that was, that was gonna, I was going to tail out this little segment with mm. that. Um, you know, uh, let's, let's pretend for one moment that Luttrell does play there and, um, and Whiten plays on, on the other side, I, I suggest, is what you're saying. Who, who are your mm. wingers? Who's your left and your right winger? Right well, at this point. Adam Carr hasn't exactly uh, he set hasn't the world set on the fire world to start on fire. this year. No, He's got all. plenty of time to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting question. Poor old Nick Quattrick's getting no ball at the Raiders once again, so I can't see how he can put his hand up. Yeah. I know that Freddie loves him and he probably would pick him, mm. but he's got to get some of that ball. He's got to start showing those things that he's got um, that aren't just rucking it out of here and in. And that speaks for a lot of wingers out there at the moment, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a big issue. It's you know it's one of those things where you take out one of those key players in this case Tommy Trebojevic and it, it, the whole mix kind yeah, of goes out doesn't it hundred percent and and look I I think Ferguson given what we've seen early this year I think he could he could really put his hand up um, to be in the mix and and I think he spent enough time away from it to you know be back in the mix if you like um, mm. but I I really like the the look of Daniel Tupu to be honest with you I think he's playing like better. Him. He's playing he better been, I thought he should have been there last series. Yeah, I think he's playing better now than he did when he made Origin a few years back. Um, so yeah, it, it it that one player possibly being out, and and you can you never know with Tommy. I really hope he is there because uh, I think the team, you know, w- would be good to have 
as many players as you could back as long as they deserve their position, yeah. and Tommy certainly does. Um, but, um, yeah, I just thought I'd throw a hypothetical at you there, mate. So for yours yeah, at I'm the moment... For, I'm stoked for talking Origin in June. I mean, when, when does that ever happen? Exactly. So for yours at the moment, Kiri and Cleary. Sorry, Cleary and oh, seven, Kiri and six. It's not a, it's not a question. It, that, that, that will be it. And mm. anybody suggesting anybody else, barring injury, and I, I honestly reckon even if... The pan, I mean, the Bruce's will be there at the end of the year, but even if the Panthers don't make the finals, mm. I just cannot see Freddie not picking him because he gives him exactly what he wants. And he says it's not always about the big plays, it's about other things he does. And he says that Cleary is number one in those those categories for him. I mean, I'll go on record here. I think Parramatta could win the Sorry, I couldn't finish the Senate. Um, <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> but they could do really well. And uh, I don't think Mitchell Moses would be in the halves if Cleary and uh, Kiri are both healthy. Wow. Okay. Kiri uh, would have been the guy um, mm. this this last series if yeah. he hadn't have knocked himself out three times in like the space of two weeks. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. We, let, let's let's drop it there and we will talk more about um, Origin every single week. Um, and wait till October when it's going to be all Origin all the time. Yes. There'll be some sort of final series happening that Cocksmith will be saying we're starting with Origin let's kick New South off Wales with... number 7 no New South Wales 18th man that's what we're talking about yeah 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 yeah. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and New South Wales is a media officer I'm putting my, my hand up for Buzz Rothfield I think he should be the media officer this year for the for the Blues uh, I think imagine that... the unbridled access that Buzz would give if he was in that position yeah. he would be so, oh yeah you can talk to this guy you can talk to this guy oh yeah he'd be very he'd open and honest about everything <laughs> It's fantastic. By the anyway, way, just quickly on yeah. Buzz Rothfield, did you read um, Phil Gould's um, description of Buzz, Buzz Rothfield on um, on Twitter a few weeks ago? I can't. I, I don't recall seeing it. What, mm. what did he say? Well, I don't have it here in front of me, but I'll find it. Give me give me ten seconds of air of dead air music, mate, or something. I can do that, please. Do, 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 here we go. I've run out of things to, to do. Yeah, I know. Okay. Now, I don't know how many tweets... Uh, I don't know how many tweets Gus has done recently, but this was last week. You can't go through, you can't go through Gus's feed and I'm hope going to find through that it. tweet, sir. I will find um, it. I'm so, pretty sure I put it on the... Did I, didn't I put it on the Not The Footy Show Facebook page? I don't know. Have you got it there? Because I just want to hear it You want me to look again. it up? Do you, you, you yeah. want to start singing? So I don't have to... I'm not singing anymore, but I'll put a bit um, of music on if you want. Hold on. Ready? You ready for it? Here we go. He's been waiting. Isn't this great music? You enjoying this? Let me know when you found Thanks. the tweet. It's changing my life. This is a good podcast, this, ladies and gents. This is just to find a little something to I've uh, got it. I've got slap it. Mate, Here we I've go. I've got it. I mean, you, you know you can rely on me. For sure. I, didn't I say this on the podcast last time? I don't know, but read it again because I think I just think it's it brilliant. All right, Adam Wise loves it. Asked uh, Phil Gould, would love to hear your thoughts on Buzz Rothfield. Not as a bloke, but as a journalist, he has a huge following and seems to get away with writing non-football related articles quite often. Exclamation <laughs> point! Uh, Phil Gould, wonderful man, highly popular, great asset to the game of rugby league. Honest integrity is unquestioned. You can trust every word he says. Our game would be lost without him. That was a Delta Goodrum song, wasn't it? Uh, probably should rename the Dalian Medal in his honour. And with that, Phil Gould, you can take us out on episode 217 of Not The Footy Show. That is poetry, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you, know, you know those keep calm and carry on things that people have in their houses? Yeah. I reckon 
true rugby league fan should have that quote from Phil Gould tapestrized. Tapestrized? Tapest. You know what I'm looking for? Um, mm. uh, I, I could repeat it again, but I won't. Mm. Okay, I will. No, our game would be lost without him. That's our uh, game would just... be lost without him. That quote should, like, you know, like you said, be done in a large tapestry, and next to it, in a frame, should be that photo that's doing the rounds or has done the rounds of Twitter with Buzz Rothfield with a woman sitting on his lap in uh, lingerie uh, when he was at some footy function or some journalist function uh, a number of years ago. So what a classic. Anyway, I've been Warren Nicholson. That's been Rob Cox. That's yes. been a shorter. Not the footy show. Just. Although the origin question pushed us out to past 40 minutes. I'm mm. not happy about that. Oh, well. But these things will happen. Please look out for my video on Brisbane Second's second team name uh, that I am putting up on youtube.com slash Nicholson in the next couple of days. Hopefully you enjoy that. You know the backstory now in regards to where I think how soon it'll happen. I don't think it will happen soon. But the name, they've got to get it right. And they've got to do some other things. There's three things they've got to get right mm. when they uh, come up with a team name for that side uh mate pleasure as always Absolutely. i will get to editing this thing hopefully we get it out before midnight tonight yep uh, enjoy doing the football this weekend any games this weekend or are you out go karting i know i am um this weekend i have i've got three games mate i'm doing um the game tomorrow night on thursday night uh at jubilee i'm doing a game at Bankwest on friday night i think am i i don't know uh, i just know what <laughs> I just know where I'm shooting on. I'm shooting from... I'm Hang on, let, 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 let the, uh, the the skipper steer us back on course here. Mm. Uh, you're probably doing Roosters Dragons on Friday at Bankwest. Yes. Yes, I am. And then you've either got Bulldogs Tigers Sunday night or yeah. Eels Raiders Saturday night. Saturday night. Eels Raiders. So two games at Bankwest, one at Jubilee. Cool. Beautiful. You Come can get uh, Rob at R-O-B-D-C-O-X on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at NRL Tweet on Twitter. We're on facebook.com slash NRL podcast. Mm-hmm. Would love another review on iTunes or wherever you want to uh, tell people that you might actually listen to this tripe. And uh, we will speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. Take us away with the, the outstanding way you finish every episode, Cocksmith. Yeah, mate. Do no it. worries. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to go now and have a Pepsi. Not The Footy Show. The point is, just let me do my job here, okay? You've interfered when I was at the Broncos hugely, and, and the same thing's happening here. And, and, and as I said, you know, I stayed true to the Broncos. I got the sack there. I didn't leave that club. And, um, you know, I'm here doing the best I can at this club, and you guys start, you know, stirring the pot again about what, where I could be and what I could be doing and everything else. Just let me do my job, will you? It's people's escape. It's people's relaxation. And... We need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Pepsi.